Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rugby League in America podcast. This is the redo, if you will, or maybe it's just the future. Maybe it's just straight up better. Uh, I'm Nate. Obviously, you guys know me. I've been around for the couple years doing it, but I'm excited that uh, Dustin from down south and my mass hole friend, Jimmy, they're coming at you on podcast now, and you're going to hear them a lot. And I just wanted to give you an introduction uh, on my behalf, uh, but you're going to love listening to these two guys. Uh, they may be coming at you independently or they'll be coming at you like they are here with doubles uh, to give you all the information you need on rugby league in America. And you will hear from me in the very near future on my own episodes as well. But I hope you guys enjoy it here on the Chasing Kangaroos podcast now uh, where you can catch all content covering the Americas and the great friggin' work that the boys on the ground are doing week in and week out over here in the good old U.S. of A. And welcome to the rugby league fans around the world, especially to those in America, in the Americas, I should say, because this is the rugby league in America podcast. Big special thanks to our fearless leader, the American rugby league icon himself, Mr. Nate Gladden for that kind introduction. My name is Dustin Zaire and my partner in crime today is the one and only Jim Powers. Jim, what's going on, brother? Hey, Dustin, how's it going, buddy? I'm glad we're finally getting to do this. It's happened. We're, it's happening. We are literally, we're sitting down, we're recording. We are going to talk rugby oh. league in America. Shut your mouth. It's amazing. It's a <laughs> miracle. Cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. I know. Har- harmony for everybody. Oh, man. <laughs> it's going to be good. So, you know, for those that don't know who we are, Jim, I'll let you go first. Introduce yourself and okay. your and who you are in rugby league in the U.S. right now. I, I guess I, I, I start. I'm a fan. So everybody, my name is Jim Powers. I live in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a, I guess that makes me a longtime fan. My first game was way back in uh, Oneida FC. Oh, my Ooh. God. Back in the old USARL days. Uh, or AMNR. I'm sorry. The AMNRL days. Yeah, my dear God. That. <laughs> that was before that. That was, yeah, man. Oneida FC. They were, they were my team. Um, and I've done some uh, voiceover work for our buddies out there at California RL. I did their uh, their tournament back in 2021. Oh. Um, and that those are my those are my bona fides, I guess. And I'm and I'm pretty active on Twitter. So that's my I guess that's how I got here. <laughs> and I'm active on Twitter. So, yeah, uh, I think I'm like the opposite of that. I'm not active on Twitter. I am somewhat, but. Uh, I think because I'm doing this, I'm going to be more active on Twitter. Uh, we'll all throw our Twitter handles out later. And you, if people want to follow us, they can feel free. Uh, so for those that don't know me, which you don't know me if you listen to this podcast, because I've never been on this podcast before, but I am Dustin Zare. I have run a couple podcasts in my life. And for those that uh, want to hate on me for a little bit, they were rugby union podcast. <gasps> oh my God. Blasphemy. Uh, but that's okay. Um, I ran a podcast down in Austin, Texas for a long time with Texas Rugby Monthly as well. And then now I live in the great state of North Carolina, uh, which is it's a beautiful day out today. So looking forward to talking a little bit of rugby league. Um, you know, I think for the most part, uh, I've always been a big fan of rugby league. Um, for the for those that are union fans that hate rugby league, I don't think they see how great the game actually is. No, I'm a big fan. I love it. I love rugby league. Yeah. It's a great sport. Uh, I think there can be harmony between the two sports and there, there, you see that through my there, discussions. There can be, there can be. Yeah. I was a fan of union first as I think most people are most in America. Are. Yeah. yeah. Most Americans are. And, and I, you know, Massachusetts is literally the rugby union. If, if there is such a thing as a heartland, I mean, the first rugby union game ever was Harvard, which is right up the road for me. Um, and then it was probably five or six years later that I, I was working at the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston and I had an Australian coworker who knew somebody who played for Oneida FC and he's like, I'll yeah. come to this game. And I thought I was going to a rugby union game. I didn't even know there were two kinds. And oh, um, yeah, and I was was like, wait a minute, like five, ten minutes into it. I'm like, uh, hey, time where's, out here. What? Where, where's the scrummy thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the ball <laughs> went out of bounds. We're not doing that thing where the other guy picks the other guy up. Like, what are we what, what are we doing here? And no aerial I, acrobatics. Yeah, yeah. Like I got learned. I got learned <laughs> by the 15 or 20 people that were in attendance that day. That's good stuff. And I think, you know, for for me, you know, I think rugby league has always been uh, it's been kind of distance East Coast, mostly in the U.S. Yeah, almost so entirely. I, I, 
almost entirely, right? You got some Californian. We can we'll talk about that as we kind of move yeah, forward. But um, you know, I think for the most part, you're you're over in the East Coast. You're over in mm-hmm. California, and where I grew up, I grew up in the Midwest and lived lived in the South in Texas, and it's it's union based, and yeah. so it is what it is. Um, it, for me, uh, we ran that podcast in what was it about two years ago when the NARL first announced uh, our podcast, the Austin Rugby Podcast. Those guys still continue today, which. Hello to those guys if they're listening. Um, they are, we were the first, I guess, podcast because Nate was out for a while. We were the first podcast to do an interview with Lars Havens uh, uh, of, of the West Coast, uh, mm, whatever, NARL team. Western Conference. Western Conference. Yeah. West, sort of. Well, it was Western Conference, but they were all based, they're all going to be based in Las Vegas for the first yeah. year because of COVID. Right. We, we we could have a whole episode on <laughs> that. We're not going to. For those tuning in right now, right, we are on the Chasing Kangaroos Media Network, which means welcome to those listeners from around the world who are going to mm, tune indeed. in and learn a little bit about uh, American Rugby mm. League. America. America. This is the state of the union. I, I mean, the, the state of so, the league. State, 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 state of the league. State of the league. State of the league. Sorry. State of the league. State of the S-O-T-L. 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 Yeah, right cross out union ad league. Yeah. Just have uh, a big spray paint. You know, through it. It's been an interesting year in the world of rugby league and in, in, in America. You know, I think that we, and we're going to try to do our best to cover the two to three biggest news events in various areas of American rugby league. We're going to try to cover what, what happened in Cali in the past year, what happened in uh, with our good friends up in Canada, the NARL, the USARL, uh, South and Central America and, and beyond. And I think that's, it's going to be a lot. We're going to try to do it within an hour. I hope it works. If we go over a little bit, thanks for tuning in. That's all right. So, as uh, as Nate, more the mayor. As as Mr. Gladden would say, it's time for some you know popcorn and, and whiskey, and we're going to turn it over to Nate's favorite mass hole, uh, Mr. Jim Powers, to talk about what's going on in uh, in Cali in 2000. California. So my 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 good my good friend Tom Stevenson. Shout out to Tom. Uh, he, Hi, he's, he's the big guy in, in California rugby league. And, uh, it's a, it's a fascinating competition because we've never had, uh, a league that was entirely in one state before, uh, AMNRL was, was in a bunch of states, but again, mostly East coast. And, and, and like Dustin said, everybody, if you're not familiar, the, the history of American rugby league is almost entirely based on the East coast and even really in the Northeast. So you know, California to have its own league, is is novel in and of itself, um, but yeah, they they kicked off with they had the uh, this is their they they because of COVID they've never really had like a full full season really, but uh, they had the uh, the championship last year was uh, East Palo Alto Razorbacks who were a union side coming over to to playing both I guess they they, they still do both, uh, and they beat the San Francisco Savage who probably have the best logo in american rugby league from <laughs> they, they, that is just the best man it's like a dea de las muertes thing it's it's fantastic a lot of the but, California uh, teams had some pretty cool logos so let's be oh honest. they're so good they're so good like and, and what what kind of annoy not annoys me but like I've, I've noticed in in you know I'm, i've only really been into the sport since like 2010 2011 um other other te- teams in other countries where it's not a traditional sport they just basically take the team names from like nrl teams which i understand that but California went all out and they have really super unique team names. So you've got the North Bay Bandits, the Sacramento Young Tigers, the Sacramento Immortal, uh, San Diego Barracuda, uh, Barracuda, sorry, uh, LA Mongrel, uh, or you had those two teams because the latter two teams, San Diego and uh, Los Angeles, there was uh, there was a bit of an altercation. Um, and, and those two teams were suspended from the league. So now, and I'm, we're, you know, we'll find out what's going to happen. Um, but they've, uh, there's, uh, they're supposed to be bringing in the teams we mentioned, Lars Havens, uh, Las Vegas Blackjacks, and Phoenix Venom, and the San Diego Swell are are supposedly going to going to join to give them a presence in not just California, but outside California and Southern California, because you know, obviously without San Diego and LA, you're, I mean, hopefully they can go back to LA. I mean, you got to have, and that's one of the major problems is right now until NRL kicks off, there's no major team. There's no teams in the two biggest cities in the country, which is kind of a problem. Yeah. Um, and they're also bringing in Utah, which is, which is interesting. Uh, Utah rugby, there's their, 
they're working on that. So there's apparently going to be a, an attachment with Utah Rugby League, which will be pretty fascinating. And there's been a mooted, um, I, I hate to say state of origin because we don't really <laughs> do that here. And 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 it's unfortunate that I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for this, but it's unfortunate that state of origin overshadows like International Rugby League. But that's a, com- it's a conversation for another time. But they're going to do a California. They've been planning on doing a California, you know, representative team versus a Utah representative team. Um, Interesting. And, and mostly COVID has messed that up. So hopefully that happens this year. Uh, but that's that's that those are their plans. So California is there's there's a lot going on out there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a huge population, there's a huge expat population from rugby league playing countries. And there's a huge union base. I mean, mass, New England and California are the are the massive rugby union you know, as far as I mean, as big as rugby, US, yeah. Yeah, as yeah. far as union goes. I mean, union is not some massive thing in America, guys. Don't it's not like overseas. Um, but they've used a lot of that talent to to recruit. So hopefully that continues. Yeah, I think a lot with what happened in California this past year. I mean, they they put on the championship. They had a broad. They did a broadcast. It, it yeah. came up pretty well. It looked it looked really good. Yeah, you know, you have you get a lot of teams, which is exciting, right? Yeah. You know, when you get that many teams together, of course, you know, the, the whole incident with okay, quote unquote incident, you guys can't see me doing air quotes, yeah. but we're doing that. Um, air one of one of the reporters called it an all in brawl during a training session. Now, there has actually been I think there were actually reports from I guess it was the Barracudas team that said we actually had nothing to do with it and blah, blah, yeah. blah, all kinds. There, so we don't know all of it. We'd love to for you to reach out if you're if you're a part of stuff and want to just kind of <laughs> lay out what what actually happened. We'll listen to it. Like, I yeah, that would, I'd be very curious to get the to get the the full the full story on that one because yeah. it, it is unfortunate, you know, because we we do unfortunately the 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 attrition rate of teams is is you know, nationally, not just California, is uh, the graveyard of American rugby league is large. Yeah, and and we don't want to keep losing teams. Yeah. <laughs> That's Oh, and maybe that's something for 2022 because, you know, recently I've seen some posts about teams starting up and wanting to exist in the world. And so that's hopefully, kind of, hopefully we'll see. Hopefully. And I, I think the other half of that, you know, you're, you kind of mentioned it with, uh, with California rugby league and merging with what was supposed to be the NARL West competition led yeah. by Lars. Uh, yeah, I tried to reach out to him again, but didn't hear back. Uh, don't know if he doesn't want to talk to me or nothing's happening. Um, but according, you know, to those, you know, we got Vegas, Phoenix, um, and San Diego swell. I find it interesting because there actually is no team in Las Vegas or in Phoenix. Like there's no rugby league there. You know, no. they have, they have rugby union, obviously right. rugby union is big with Las Vegas sevens and all the stuff that was happening out there. And there was right. a push to do, you know, more union, but there's been no league. You know, the no. same thing, the question that I brought up with it was, you know, they, that group, that West Com- Western Conference, they wanted to house everybody, all the teams from, I think it was Portland. Um, uh, there was some some really... Austin. Sp- Austin, for sure. The Amardillos, that's how we got involved originally in the right. podcast. But we just didn't, we didn't know what was actually going to happen. And then, of right. course, COVID kind of canceled everything. I mean, COVID canceled a lot of stuff, let's be honest. <laughs> like, we we got to give a little bit of credit to some of these leagues for trying to go through and get stuff done. Absolutely. It was, it was difficult for everybody. And yeah, getting insurance during a time of COVID. I mean, come on now. Yeah. I mean, just get, getting, getting games played at all. It was impressive in the last two years. I mean, just getting anything done because of the travel restrictions and the, and everybody's different, different States doing different things. I mean, some States were just letting you do whatever you wanted. Other States were pretty severe. So yeah, it, it really, I mean, hampering is not even the word. It really gutted like anybody who played a game at all in the last two years in this country is is I'm my hats off because it was it was wild and people did you know there were there yeah. were competitions that did go through granted I think it happened later in the year you know it wasn't yeah, much right, later than normal much later yeah I think that you know we saw you know championships ending in September you know August September time as opposed to right. a little bit earlier in the year which which is they know, normally would be yeah so we'll we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Anything else? You got anything else on California that you can? I mean, California, California, there's, there's, I mean, there's, I think that the number one thing I'm I'm interested to see is, is if they do get this thing off with Utah, because that would be really awesome. If, (laughs) if Utah has enough to, um, supposedly, uh, they've, they've got 300 to 400 people, um, involved as far as player, a player base goes, but they're mostly union people. 
Yeah. Um, so well, hopefully they can a union, t- a, a MLR union team. Yeah, and- yeah. And but you have like that's Utah has the largest Polynesian population in uh, mm-hmm. in the country, yeah. um, thanks to the Church of Latter Day Saints. So there's a there's that that's that's a huge like union base. But they're they're trying to you know train them up, I guess, into into playing into playing rugby league. But if there would be that that they're not they don't border each other, but th- that would be close enough because, like you said, it's really disconnected. It's it's really yeah. there's huge swaths of America with no you know no league at all i mean you've got sort of cleveland out there in the middle you've got chicago stockyarders hopefully they come back speaking of long-running teams um but in the midwest it's it's like them and that's it so it is yeah so hopefully if california you know hopefully you can start to build you know from i guess from the sides out you know if if utah gets going and they get start playing california regularly or they're involved in a single competition and then that can hopefully you know spark things in neighboring states and we can have yeah fingers crossed we could have like an east coast what you know eastern conference western conference like a real eastern conference western conference and and go from there and that'd be something Mm -hmm. cool all right well we started with california we're gonna go in alphabetical order if that's all right (laughs) i'll I'll, I'll, I'll go next but well i don't think i don't we don't want to play favorites so we just go by based on the alphabet so the next area that we're going to cover in this state of the league address we're gonna talk about canada our wonderful friends to the north. We have lots of followers up there. We appreciate Absolutely. all of them. Thanks Shout out up. to all the Canadians. I know, right? So big news that happened in 2021. Uh, and we, again, we're, we're covering what's happened in the past year. We'll talk about what our projections are for this coming year and the future as we know it. Uh, Ottawa Aces joined the NARL. And then left to become the Cornwall Rugby League. (laughs) In the first instance ever of a team moving to the other side of the ocean. Uh, Yeah. So uh, the team, the Ottawa Aces, um, they were a league side that they started. They wanted to kind of fall in the same path that that Toronto had. And of course, they they started in Ottawa, had things going, great social media, great, just a great Mm. brand overall. Like it was, they did a really good job with that and was pretty excited to see what was going to happen. And then of course, you know, uh, with COVID and everything else and just the cost of travel and the issues just overall, um, they decided to move back over to Cornwall, which also never had a rugby league, you know, presence in there. And so now they're building their team out there. Um, you know, so that, that was interesting. And of course, you've got kind of tied with that. You've got the revival of the Toronto Wolfpack under new ownership. So for those that are listening, that think it's still the same ownership <laughs> before and complaining about people not getting paid. It's a new ownership, new everything, it's new people, clean slate. Please don't give them a hard time. Yeah. Love of God. I'm so tired of like, correcting people on there. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, so they joined the, NR, uh, the NARL and they're still in the NARL. And so they actually won their first matches uh, since their first match since they were actually in uh, the UK's competition. Mm. And so that was, you know, they had the, the Canadian Cup where the guys from DC uh, went up there. Ryan Burroughs and his lads went up and played and uh, did. It was great to see the turnout and watch that game because it was a it's a pretty big game and so they did yeah. uh, they did they did quite well overall um yeah especially you know, with the back. with the restrictions and then they went they kind of went back and forth a little bit on what was going to be allowed and then not allowed so it was really good that they got the turnout that they got well at that particular point in time like they had had a difficult time actually um oh what was it they because they were worried about players not being able to cross the border yeah. like american players right yeah and coming back over from canada so there's all kinds of issues with that uh, you know this that and the other so who, who knows we then had the women's rugby league world cup the ravens up there they got delayed until you know th- this this 2022 year um so that was unfortunate that the, the canadian women couldn't mm. get any games played there is a game slated uh between the ravens and the usa red tails uh the, which is the women's team which we'll talk about here in a little bit um however there has been some controversy surrounding this match. Um, I know, right? So some people close to the situation actually reported that the USARL and, and I've I've been trying to get in touch with people and see what's going on. um, But we have sources who have told us information uh, remain nameless and that's fine. Um, But they said that the match is actually not sanctioned um, involving, you know, the red tails. And so 
there's from what these sources say, there's been a lot of finger pointing back and forth between the two camps. Uh, messages have been exchanged. The IRL has been involved. And so I don't know what's going to happen. I would oh, love this. I would love to see a match. It's got to happen. Yeah. Gotta, I mean, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. Right? I mean, people have to work on it happening. Yeah. We want to, prom- we want to promote the game. Um, we want to promote the game. We want to grow the women's game. And oh, yeah. in order to do that, you, we've got to have an American, a USA women's team, a Canadian team. We've got to have that rivalry, right? Like we yeah, can't absolutely. just sit down and, and just have everybody in their own silo and not play. Like, yeah, it makes there, no get them sense. Together. You know, of course, we're, we're saying this and we have no sway at all on <laughs> no, any yeah. decision that matters. So. <laughs> no, I mean, there's such a huge rivalry in women's sports between like, you know, U.S. women canada women hockey u.s women soccer yeah u.s women canada soccer is that's like a blood feud um i mean that that could really and and of course women's sports is really coming to its own in north america now so i mean this this could really would be something if they could get women you know the red tails and the and the um yeah and um, i know that the uh that that the red tails and the getting the red tails and the ravens together that's kind of a fun like two birds going at it like you know yeah the the graphics could be awesome (laughs) The graphics would be fantastic, but Absolutely. yeah, I mean, every, it, it's in everyone's best interest to have this happen. So, yeah. so they really got to work on that. So I don't know what the updated, I was trying to figure out what the updated date is for that. I think it's supposed to be end of April, but mm. I'm not a hundred percent sure. And sorry for not doing all of my research on that. Uh, when you listen to this podcast, you'll notice the 5,000 things that we're going to cover uh, today. <laughs> and so it's just one of those things that didn't get the right date, but I think it is important, you know, to note that the U S women's team it wants to play Canada. Canada mm-hmm. wants to play the U S women's team, but there's, again, there's all this sanctioning and are this an approved team and things like that. So I don't, oh, boy. I'd love for somebody within the USARL and the Canadian rugby league to come on and mm. you and I, Jim can, we can be mediators. We can mediate the P you know, and if, listen, if somebody from international rugby league wants to come on too, that would also be great. If we, if we could yeah, get Romeo? like, Hey man, Romeo on <laughs> come on, buddy. We're ready. That's so, yeah. Or Hey, yeah. Troy Grant. I'd also love the honorable Troy Grant to come on too. That would be fantastic. Why not? Yeah. yeah why not? So, <laughs> Bring everybody down. But the last bit of news that I have coming out of, of Canada in the last year is the rugby league British Columbia. And we know that oh, they those guys are great. All the, time, all the time. Point gray thunder took honors this year over, uh, the Vancouver Valley Vipers by that's three V's in a row. And say that, say that 10 times fast. Yeah. You're going to have a struggle <laughs> with that. I'll tell you what, um, that grand final was fantastic. It was a golden point classic. Uh, it automatically awesome. It. Automa- yeah. Anytime it's golden point, it's awesome. Automatically but, awesome. But the, but the fact that, what was it? I think uh, Thunder scored in like the last minute of the game, which was oh, wow. amazing to tie it, missed the points after. And, uh. then the, and then they went into Golden Point. I want to say that on their first set of six, mm. they like on uh, basically on tackle two, they broke away for, for like 60 meters oh. and got tackled. And then they finally got the ball out wide and scored on, on like tackle five or something like that. It was oh, crazy. Amazing. It was yeah, the stadium went nuts. It's it's on YouTube, so if you're uh, if oh, you're yeah, interested, you, you can go and, and watch that match. There's no play by play, but you know you can just listen and watch a put match. Put some like, music on, you're fine. Put some music on, uh, you know, or record <laughs> it yourself. Right? There's not there's not <laughs> hey. there's not enough North Americans that are covering any sort of play by play broadcasting for rugby league. So yeah, please, start Lord. practicing, and you know maybe Should- you're the next voice of rugby league in the U.S. Hopefully, or, I mean, or Canada, sorry, or Canada, either one. I mean, just like the teams, we also hope that this sort of sparks people to get interested into, you know, we're, we're podcasts are having a moment. So, you know, we hope this sparks people into doing their own podcasts. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's, that's all I got for Canada. Next on the alphabetical oh, list. Drum roll, please. Well, we're the not good North. At, <laughs> so we're not good at Jimmy and the north american rugby league oh long gestating oh there's there's so much this has been the most fascinating you should see people the looks on people's faces when i tell them this whole saga um this is going to make a great espn 30 for 30 one day i think um we can we can only hope that it makes 30 for 30 i hope so i that's really right. one day one day i really make 30 for 30 you've made it somewhere that's what i'm saying i i i really think that this would be i mean i, I i've told people this story people who work in sports and and um uh, back in the day when when the when the plan was to have um 
the team, the New York team play in the, in the British system, English yeah. system. Um, I know a lot of people, I, I wrote uh, two pieces for uh, Steve Mascord, big shout out to Steve, one of the, one of the legends of uh, rugby league journalism. And I wrote two pieces for his rugby league hub uh, website mm-hmm. about where they could play because I, I, I'm from Boston originally, but I grew up in the New York area and I'm, I'm extremely familiar with the sports scene. And I had a lot of, uh, especially people who, uh, who cover uh, the New York Red Bulls MLS team. And I was like, you, you guys may be getting, you know, the plan was to play at Red Bull Arena. And I was like, you guys may be getting a, a neighbor. And uh, they were a wall. So they're still interested in every once in a while, you know, every occasionally they'll be like, man, what's going on with that? I'm like, okay. All right. So, so about that. <laughs> so about that. <laughs> this is what's going on. So if you're not familiar and if you're not, where have you been? Um, so the original plan was to have 14 teams uh, coast to coast and, and two of those teams would be in Canada. So like a traditional, you know, like the NHL or the NBA or, 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 um, or major league baseball. Uh, coast to coast and and uh, and teams in Canada, and then that kind of didn't happen. Uh, the the West Coast thing kind of fell apart, and 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 like Dustin was saying earlier, you know, the idea was to play all the games in Las Vegas in a in Nevada in a bubble, um, which wasn't a bad idea as far as COVID goes. I mean, that's that's yeah. the thing, you know. The um, if, if you're outside the United States, you may not know this, but like states had a lot of leeway as far as what they wanted to do. So the rules in different states were radically different, which made things extremely difficult. Um, so then it, it got, was postponed and they were going to be on Sports Flick. And then if you're not familiar with the Sports Flick saga, go go Google that. We, we don't have time to cover that whole thing. Um, it's an interesting story. Uh, now it's going to be six teams. Um, the, the New York team, which was originally... New York Rugby League, and then they handed that over to Mark Arfidal, uh, USA Hawks captain, and then he renamed it to New York Freedom, which is a cool name, and they had a cool logo, uh, but they left. Uh, and then Brooklyn Kings, uh, long-running USRL franchise, uh, left USRL, and then they were going to join, and and then they left. And and if anybody from Brooklyn Kings, I've been trying to get in touch with the Brooklyn Kings people. I'm very curious. Uh, there was a great bar across the street. I had my birthday party there twice. I'd love to know what's going on. It's been kind of radio um, silent from Brooklyn. absolutely quiet. I do not know. Uh, I went to when I, I lived in New York City for seven years and I went to a bunch of their games, uh, five or six games. And uh, I'm blanking out on the name of the bar. It is literally across the street from Inlet Park that they play in and their gear is all over the walls. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, and then my local guys, Boston 13s, they were going to be involved and then they also left. So th- those three teams kind of pieced out. And then uh, New York Rugby League, the original people came back. If you keep track here, <laughs> and we're still There's waiting. Be a uh, quiz at the end for everybody. There's gonna be a. <laughs> you're gonna, it's you gotta get a map out. It's like a beautiful mind. You know, you need yeah. the, you need all the strings on the wall with the with the names. Um, and then Team Six, we are still waiting for the uh, for the identity of of Team Six. Um, and they announced that they were that they they on January the 25th they they had a. I mean, I'm I'm gonna very, you know, I'm gonna call it a schedule reveal, but they're they're missing venues. We don't know where the venues are, uh, and we we don't we know where the teams are except for the sixth one. So we don't know all the teams. We have five teams and a and one yet to be announced. Um, so they've they've played two two games under the auspices of NARL, uh, uh, the Carolina Cup down down in Canapolis, uh, uh, which is which you you're outside of, you're outside of Charlotte there. Um, in North Carolina, North Kakalaki, as my South, as my North, Ka- North Kakalaki, as my Southern, my, my cousins live in a town called Mebane. So Which that, is a, that, unfortunate because that actually took place before I moved here. So, oh yeah, see that would have helped right, if you'd been there. <laughs> that would have helped. Um, you know, if if you can even tap into a little bit of the high school football down there, man, that would just change the whole thing. But again, that's a conversation for another podcast. Another whole episode. Oh my god, it would be a whole other episode. Okay. Uh, so the Carolina Cup, which was like an all-star game, basically, uh, there was a draft and everything, um, uh, just internet draft, very cool. Um, so that happened, and then the Canadian Cup happened, as as Dustin was saying before. Uh, DC went up there, DC Cavalry, and um, played Toronto, uh, who were wearing their their uh, Roots Rugby League, Roots Rugby Union, uh, uh, Iroquois Roots. Um, partners jerseys which i thought was a nice touch uh yeah. hopefully when they get their i guess their toronto you know, their own jerseys they still fact. have some iroquois roots branding on there because that would be really cool, oh, that'd be cool. yeah that would be I cool that. um that happened 
Um, but those are the only two games that have occurred. So we're 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 under 80 days from kickoff. Uh, we're still waiting to hear where these games are going to be. Uh, we're still waiting on what the the schedule is going to be like. Um, and we're we're waiting for uh, my the number one thing that I'm the most curious about to tell the truth, other than venues. Um, as a venue nerd, uh, exceedingly curious about that. But I'm really curious about who is playing on these teams. That's that's yeah. I would I would I would love to. So fan, the fans are a little concerned. The fans are a little concerned that it's 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 been quiet. So hopefully, you know, news is forthcoming. But that's uh, that's what's going on with the latest uh, attempt at, at starting a league here in a, a, a league league. One of these days, I'm really going to start saying league league a league, league, league. competition. Yeah, <laughs> here in America. I, th- I think it's interesting, right? And and I've got so I've got I'll, I'll be open and transparent. I've got pretty, I've got close ties, and I know people in the NRL pretty well. Um, I've I've been told some information, and and I know that they're they are working hard behind the scenes. And I can tell you that. And of course, everybody says, "Great, when's something going to happen?" Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, there there are certain documents that we, that that people like to have signed when they don't want you to say anything. Um, but but I do know that it, it is it's it's hard starting a league, and that's I think one of the biggest things. That, that's a unique thing about rugby league in the United States, right? It's not like a other professional sport where each individual entity has a certain amount of money, has an owner, an investor, right. and they they pay into the league the league pays out to the owners and investors here. So they're building out those teams. Right. You can think like teams like Cleveland, they've, they've got a bunch of players and they're posting a whole bunch. And, and New York is at least posting uh, on this, on the social media channels. And so I think that you at least get some com, you know, communication, you know, yeah. Atlanta's got a team, Toronto got a team. I think the only thing that they're, people are trying to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, when is team six going to be announced? I, I can tell you that there are many people internationally that reach out and go, Hey, what's going on with this team six? When's it going to happen? When are yeah. tickets going to happen? You know, I, I think people just want information and, and, oh, that's, yeah. and I, I totally understand that. And, and maybe, you know, I, I own a marketing company and so it's all about how you communicate with your customers. And I think from that standpoint, maybe, you know, Maybe there was a plan and something derailed the plan and now you have to create a new plan. And so it's best maybe just to be quiet to start off with and hopefully uh, communication starts rolling out for people. That's, I, I think it will, you know, having talked to people within, within the organizations, you know, the, the communication is coming. And I think the, you know, as, as it pertains to that, I, I we can only hope that it has a good, you know, a good, a good reception from the fans yeah i mean that's i, I think the number one thing is that that irks people is the is the quietness from like so like you know washington doesn't really post um you know toronto doesn't really post i mean they have a couple of times but like you know they're they're kind of quiet and and cleveland you know big big and shout they, out to monty gaddis out there every day every couple hours man monty's monty's burning up the internet so i mean good friend right. that's good um, you know, New York is doing stuff, but but the fact that not everybody is doing stuff and the league uh, account is not doing stuff every day, I think that causes people to have, you know, significant pause. Yeah. Um, and it's, and, it's and unfortunate I, that new, that rugby league fans aren't that cynical. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, no. Cynical? <laughs> no. Cynical rugby league fans. That's 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 impossible. We, we I mean, I, rugby I, league fans. So don't, don't. I don't. I don't blame them. I. I just. I think a lot of it has to do with you know. There's there's a lot of uh, you know what happened with the original postponement and then the whole league format changed and then I can I can completely understand people being you know cynical about this and 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 uh, and skeptical. So that's yeah. it's so that so the silence really doesn't it doesn't help. But what what they really got to do and and because ninety eight percent of the people following this live in the United Kingdom or Australia. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some people in Canada because of the Wolfpack's residual professionally. They did build build a fan base up there, but as far as the United States, it's nobody really knows what's going on. So they're yeah. they're really they got their work cut out for them, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> they got their work cut out for them. Absolutely, and I think anytime you start a new league, well, you know, go back to when Major League Lacrosse started, like they had issues. Major oh, League Soccer, sure. Major League Soccer almost folded twice. Yeah, right? and two, so, I, I was I got an email in 2000 that it, they, Major League Soccer actually did legally fold for about 20 minutes. Yeah, back, back in 2000, that that, yeah. that really happened, and they had right. to last minute cash injections kept that going, and then now now you know everything's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, and so I think. My opinion on the matter is 
you know, I, I may be biased. Like I'm an optimist, always an optimist. It's just, just my personality. I'm, I'm not from the Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, when it's cold nine months of the year, you will learn about cynic cynicism. All right. Nine, 10 months of the year. That'll teach you. But, but what I think is, and I, and I think most of the people who, who we talk with, Jim, like everybody, we want it to happen. We, regardless, oh, yeah. regardless Absolutely. of what entities work together, you know, I, I'll say I, there, there's an analogy that I, I know we're kind of going off a longer tangent. There's an analogy that I give to people on the current state of rugby league in the U S and it's this, right? Rugby league is like going to a, a to a five course dinner, right? A fancy dinner, you know, the best food you mm-hmm. could ever imagine. And each one of these entities, Cleve, or, uh, excuse me, uh, California rugby league, North American rugby league, USARL, women's wheelchair, all these other things mm-hmm. they're making like the best dish you could ever imagine. But the goal should be for the promotion of the game. Like that's the, that's the overall yeah. to have the best, the best meal through every course. And what's <laughs> happening is every entity is trying to put their meal first and trying to say that we're all having like the main course first rather than right, saying, yeah. like working together to create this beautiful presented meal with yeah. you know, booze it, and wine sure. and whatever else. And I think everybody is kind of at this point where uh, you're just trying to do everything to one up the other person rather than sitting down to a table. And I worked in a restaurant for a long time. So this is why people, I was, I was wondering where this was coming from. There we go. Makes sense. But it's basically, we need somebody within this larger organization and maybe it's the IRL that st- steps into make sure that everybody communicates effectively and works together for the greater goal. Yeah. That I mean, this, this is, this is the exact same thing that happened in soccer. I mean, uh, just so everybody knows I'm, I was, a, I'm a soccer guy. I'm a long time U S soccer guy going back to the early nineties. Um, there were there, we had alphabet soup before MLS. We had the U S I S L. Um, you kind of have alphabet soup. Now you have MLS and then below MLS, you have USL championship. And then you have, we have two different independent third, leagues. Yeah, we have two different independent third divisions right now. You you you've got uh you've got well they're not into, and I, and I, the National Independent Soccer Association is a third division league, but then MLS just started their own third division league. We have two third division leagues. Why 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 do we need this? Who knows? So I I believe me, I'm extremely familiar with alphabet soupness and people not working together. It it, it doesn't do good things. Like you really all got to get on the same page and at least have some kind of like you know, a, a tacit agreement to, yeah. to try to work together and, and the league being the league, I mean, the sport being so small and, and so obscure, it really is not in anyone's best interest for be everyone. Yeah. To be rowing in different directions that yeah. really doesn't help anybody. No. And, and there's, there's a lot of good people involved. Um, you know, there's people like the stockyarders guy who's been hammering away at this for years and, and, uh, you know, Jacksonville Axemen and, you know, they've been going at it for years and Boston 13's up here and, and the California guys are, are doing their best. And so if everyone's, you know, it, it, you gotta, you know, the orchestra doesn't work if everybody's playing off their own song sheet. So we really gotta, hopefully we can get people to realize that everyone will benefit if we can all play together. Yeah, like, exactly. That would be and, a, and I, and I, I don't, I don't think that the the guy, you know, Ricky and the guys over at the NRA, like, I don't think that they're trying to be, they, they see that they want the same thing. I think everybody yeah. wants the same thing. It's just that communication and how to get there is the, yeah. Stepping on feet and, you know, oh, Hey, listen, we have, I have, we'll, we'll get into more stuff about what we'll do in the future, <laughs> but let's, let's get off of our soapboxes for a minute Yeah, hold here. on. Yeah. Put together. I'm so, listen, I'm from New England. It's, it's what we do. That's yeah, <laughs> so, moving on. Next on the alphabet, you know, next on the alphabet, we're going to talk about USARL. So the USARL, the domestic season in 2021 ended with, with, well, I guess what some people called like a shock win. And it was a Tampa mayhem taking the title with a dominant 60 to 10 win over Delaware black boxes. And of course that was, I think for that standpoint, people were surprised because Tampa had lost both games to Jacksonville going into, you know, that, that final, the South final. Um, mm-hmm. and then, and then beat Jacksonville, you know, in that South final, that's usually, yeah. yeah, it was, well, eighteen fourteen. I think was the final of that one, but it still is, is a big surprise. Um, you know, the traditional North South winner with two teams in the North and four teams in Florida, the South is just Florida now. So yeah. like, it's kind of interesting. You think about it and ARL has six teams. The USARL has six teams. What? 12 teams. If you hey, play oh, nice. look at that, look at that. Okay. 
Dustin and Jimmy, the mediators of that, yeah. rugby league in the U.S. Come on our podcast. <laughs> Come on our podcast. We will fix this. Uh, so, Other things that happened with the USARL. So the International Rugby League was brought in to review the governance of rugby league in the U.S. This is this is a big deal, right? Huge deal. Huge. I think this is probably the biggest thing that happened in rugby league in the U.S. this year, by yeah, far. Probably. I, well, I think you know, in in the past year or so, I think with the announcement of the NARL was that was a big announcement because it shocked a lot of sure. people. This also is something. <clears throat> excuse me. Was that was really important for people to to say? Okay, well, why is the IRL coming in? You know, they basically wanted to say that the process was stated to conclude with recommendations, and I'm reading this directly from IRL, to the USARL board on the structural model that will most effectively position the governing body to lead the sport and its many diverse active proponents. Man, if that wasn't written with someone's legal background, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. What was his LSAT? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Wow. Okay there, buddy. So basically what it's saying is, the International Rugby League Board was kind of IRL was brought on to say from the USARL kind of working together to say, do we need to restructure the governance body in the USARL North American rugby area? So yeah. what does it need to be? There was an open call for applications um, <clears throat> for people to participate in the process sent out like you could have signed up. Jim, you could have signed up. Did you do it? I, I did. Yeah, I signed up. Yeah. Did you get selected? I did. No, I didn't. No. Sad. I did. They don't love me. It's okay. I, got, I, I actually got selected, surprisingly. So that was That's, very interesting. Um, mm, I know. Anti-New England bias. <laughs> oh, look at this. This is horrible. But but I think there were there were questions to be asked about this. You know, and, and maybe, I don't know. I, I told him about my business background and owning marketing companies and my ideas for how we think we can grow the game here. Oh, see, that's and, they were like, oh, this is that loud guy from Twitter. We don't want that guy. <laughs> that's We're going to take that business, dude. We don't want this loud dude from Twitter. That's we don't yeah, want right. him. We don't want, we don't want <laughs> Thus is the decision making <laughs> process. No wonder this, the guy from, from Texas got involved. No kidding. But I think, you know, th- there were a lot of questions on there. And, and you know, I, I kind of talked with, I talked with carbs about it a little bit and I talked with other people around the rugby league world, uh, in the U S I should say. So not the world's ridiculous because you're not involved, but I think from my standpoint, you know, there were some really good questions on how should, a, how should the board be broken up? And I said, well, there's gotta have some, there's gotta be separation of powers, right? <laughs> no, no pun to you, Jim. Um, but you know you got to have separation of powers like people from different entities have to be involved you got to have some yeah. marketing some finance you've got to have somebody working in say a sales aspect right that's one of the yeah. biggest things that rugby league struggles with right now oh in the US my God. is getting money please Period. and always has i mean and it always has. has the last the last time this happened was a very similar situation and that that's when i first really got into it back in 2013 when the IRL came in and took the the mantle away from AMNRL uh, David Newey's AMNRL, and they took that away from them and they gave it to USARL. And it was like, that was the, the financial issue was, as far as I remember, if I'm not totally wrong, was that was a huge issue and part of the reason why it happened at all. Yeah. So anyway, so according to that, there have been no communications from the USARL regarding, 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 regarding the findings that they had or yeah. any changes that have occurred as a result. Now, I'm about to talk about some changes that have happened because changes have happened and I, and I, personnel changes, but we don't know, you know, I, I guess that, you know, they, they've gone through this governance, you know, this review process is the best way I can describe it. Right. And now we're just kind of waiting to say, okay, what happened? well, what happened? What did you, uh, what, what, what was the, what were the findings? Right. Yeah. You talk about, we, you give NAR, you know, kind of some shtick for, uh, for not communicating the USARL has done a pr- not a, not the best job communicating either. No, you know, they're, they're not good at it either. No, they're equally bad. They're equally bad. And I'm, I'm also extremely curious because Queensland rugby league was brought in on this. And I'm extremely curious what happened there. They brought in somebody from, I mean, in the original statement uh, that they were, that, that Queensland rugby league was involved, like Olcar, like Great. that's interesting. I don't know what somebody from Queensland would know. I mean, I'm not saying they don't know anything about America, but like, that's interesting. Like how, how did, everybody listening in Queensland. Yeah. I, hey, what's up? I mean, I'm not, you know, I, if I was to pick a side in the, in the state of origin war, I would probably go on the Queensland side there, but 
what you know what what was their role like what what was going on there because back in 2013 it was there was nobody else was brought in it was just IRL themselves so yeah i'm curious about that you know what yeah what was the, what were the results like what was the you know especially seeing as as the league has shr- USIRL the league because if you're not again for people outside of america USIRL the league and then USIRL the governing body are for some strange reason, two different things. One is There's an LLC a, and one is the national governing board. And yeah. Fig, figure that out. So that's and, not great. Like a, that's a problem. And you know, was that discussed? And in the latest uh, personnel changes that Dustin's going to tell you about in the, in the article that was in uh, rugby league planet, they did mention again that, that, uh, that NARL is not sanctioned by the USARL. Which means that NRL players, NARL players, will not allow be you know will not be uh, couldn't play for the U.S. national team. And that sounds like two years. Who hasn't played in two years? By the way, three years actually. Three years. Yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up with three years. And then you know, and that involves, uh, um, you know, you can't play in. uh, There's a bunch of players who have attempted to play in England, and they can't because in order to play in Britain. Uh, Britain and England are not the same thing, by the way. People, yeah. I should say, England to play in the RFL and that whole system, you have to have played to get a visa. You have to have played for your national team X amount of times, which yeah. is kind of hard when, when they don't play. play. So, <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? I see anyway. a comment. I see a common thread here, which we'll talk about in a minute. <laughs> oh, no, do you look at that communication? Um, oh. All right. So the the last thing that we, we've got for the USARL as far as you know things that happened in 2021 and, and kind of into this year, actually just recently too, uh, Juan Yasso uh, was appointed oh, yeah. the of wheelchair rugby. And Big rugby shout out to Juan Yasso, man. That guy's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations, Juan, on, on doing that. I mean, look at awesome. what wheelchair can do. Um, that's, and, and it's, as of recording this to this podcast today on Friday, March 4th, uh, there was an announcement today that they have their first wheelchair team for a domestic wheelchair competition. Hey, all right, that's pretty awesome. That's I pretty mean, awesome. and that's, well, again, that's a thing that's having their, it's having a moment, you know, yeah. uh, 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 adaptive sports, you know, with the, with the Invictus games and the Paralympics are bigger than they ever were before. Oh, and, yeah. and that, that's another, uh, you know, area that rugby league could really get a jump on, other sports here in America that really haven't done that yet. Yeah. That's another venue they can go down. For sure. The second change was actually the USARL LLC, which is the America's domestic competition, which Jimmy was talking about. So it's an LLC. Uh, the chair, Danny Hansen, he had his four year term uh, ended. And so he stepped down. He didn't go back for a second term. He's actually helping out the USA women's national team, the red tails. Now uh, I don't have a confirmation on what his, his his current role is with there, but I do know he is helping out with that part. Of yeah, the, he's definitely involved over there. He's definitely involved. I, I've kind of been on email conversations with him, so he's he's involved. And then finally, with him stepping down, it left uh, basically left an open spot. And Drew Slover right. from the Jacksonville Axemen. So he was he's the CEO and owner of Jacksonville. He is the new director of the USARL domestic competition. No, it's baffling. Not baffling, but what's interesting to me is like this election happened. He was interim, and then the election happened like right after the IRL USARL governance review was completed. So it's like completed, and now we're appointing a new person, and we have no information on how that went down. Yeah, what's going on there? The uh, the USARL made a post online, and I didn't. I I wanted to communicate with him about it. Like, hey, like, what's going on here? Like, you posted. Literally, Phil, let's send in your applications by tomorrow. I'm like, well, what if I want to do apply and I have one day to get stuff organized? Yeah, it's that's the, yeah, that, that you're right. That's the common thread is, is the lack of communication. Like, what and transparency what, and transparency? What, what I mean, I guess it's a good thing that on one hand, that you know, the Axemen are one of the longest running teams, uh, yeah. uh, in this country. So he's obviously doing something right because a lot of teams have closed. Like I said, the graveyard is larger than the people above, There's more teams below ground than above ground. Yeah. So, okay, good. This guy's been running a team for a long time and they've probably got the best attendance in the history of, of American rugby league. Um, but yeah, at the same the time, yeah. saying on, uh, was it Facebook, uh, the Facebook somewhere on Facebook was talking about that. They get about a thousand people out to a game. But of course they had the, they had South Sydney and 
uh, yeah. leads into play. Like, that's yeah, he great. was involved in that. Yeah, he was involved. It's, in it's Why didn't that? While. It's been a while. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, Why not, didn't that happen again? That happened recently. <laughs> yeah, that was 2008. That that should have been a that should have been a regular. Like, if that had become a regular game in in America anywhere, it doesn't have to be in Jacksonville, but anywhere. Uh, that really that would help. Yeah, that would help. Like, what's going on yeah. there? So. Well, that's lots of questions. There you lots go. of questions. And please, I mean, please come on the podcast. Come on, people. We're nice. I'm a nice person. Come on down. All right, Jimmy. Um, all what, right. What the, else we got in the rest in the rest of the America. The rest of the world. So sorry, as, sorry that we bundled it up in the rest. It's no, no offense to everybody, but we're, we're yeah, trying. No, it's, that's okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm from Massachusetts. I recognize nothing outside the 128 Beltway. That's the you're all. <laughs> I don't know who any of you people are. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway, so yeah, as uh, as Dustin mentioned, uh, the the USA Red Tails. And if you're not familiar with where the Red Tails names come from, that is a reference to the Tuskegee Airmen, who were an all African American fighter pilot unit of World War II. Uh, who guarded B seventeen bombers? It's also a uh, hawk. It's also a hawk, um, <laughs> and they they never they never lost a man. So pretty cool. I'm a big history nerd. That's a that's a good shout out there. Um, and uh, uh, the Red Tails captain is a is a woman named Samantha Black Keels. Um, so we're we're hoping, like like Dustin said, we're hoping that that people can you know see the light and it's uh, first, and this is the first team ever. It was the yeah, it's never happened. First, first announced women's national team for rugby ever. League in the US. Ever, that's amazing. I mean, and and that's that's and and real that is really a, a an area that I think rugby league. I mean, rugby union is doing a good job there, but I don't think it would be too hard to for rugby. There are so many women who play um, amateur American football. Uh, we we have a team up here, Mass the Mass Marauders. Uh, they've changed their name two or three times. They've been the national champion like three or four times. Yeah. There's a ton of women playing uh, American football, and that's not really going to. I mean, you know, no offense to them, but that's it's not really going to go anywhere. Um, yeah. If you could convert those women over to like, hey, you could represent the U.S. and you know potentially, you know, there's that competition down in Australia. There's competition in England. Start a competition here. Like that's really somewhere where there is a where a big player base that you can draw from and and women's women's sports is as big as it's ever been in in the u.s this is an only getting bigger 100%. so that is that is a really that could be like the shortcut to you know that could be somewhere where rugby league can can do something it doesn't normally do which is be innovative and get out ahead of other people uh in in the world's most lucrative sports market so yeah. come on guys um <laughs> start talking um but uh down in Florida, in Miami, uh, 305, uh, Puerto Rico Rugby League. This is really cool. Uh, Puerto Rico played uh, their first ever game um, against Roots Rugby, who are who do who play both codes. Uh, codes they are the code switchers, as, as I like yeah, to call them. Code hoppers. Uh, code hoppers. They are the reigning uh, London Nines women's champs. Um, they defeated uh, Puerto Rico Rugby 40 to six, but the Score is not important. Uh, playing the game is what's important. Yep. Um, really, really cool. Uh, they're they're going to bring out a women's team. Uh, and if you're wondering why Puerto Rico, which is part of the United States, um, mm. and if you're ever in New York City for the Puerto Rican Day Parade, you're going to have a great time. I highly suggest going to hang out for that because that's pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> they rep, they play by themselves. I saw a lot of people going, "Oh, Puerto Rico, why are they not?" You know, um, people may not know this. Um, Puerto Rico plays. Uh, represents themselves in the Olympics and in soccer and basketball. So only yep. makes sense that they have their own rugby league team. That's really cool. Uh, and it would be great if we could play a game in Florida, the national team, like the Hawks. Hello. That would be, that would be pretty cool. Like Florida's right there. It's literally on the doorstep. I mean, that would be, you know, and that could be a catalyst to like, you know, as Dustin was saying in the beginning, uh, this is an America's with an S at the end podcast. You know, you, you've got teams in, in, you know, the, Brazil is is rolling right along, really awesome. There's there's stuff happening in South America. You know, Puerto Rico could be like the the the, the gateway, you know, between the two things, between yeah. the two Americas. That could really be something. So, big and, congratulations and, to Puerto Rico. Yeah, and with that, you talk about like Central America and South America. Like there are some heritage games that are happening in Australia this weekend. You know, with yes. Chile and some, yes. you know, some other and it's yes, they're heritage games, and yes, it's people from heritage from those nations who live in Australia. But still, it's it is happening. There's it's, the growth is it, it it's slowly 
yeah, at least it's out and getting it out. Yeah, I, uh, mean, I do. Well, I do love the name of of Puerto Rico though, the Cokies. Oh yeah, that's great. The yeah. frog. Oh my god, little frog. That's it's, that is that, really cool. Yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, the Cokies. I, I got all wrapped up in the in the explaining to people that Puerto Rico is its own thing. Yeah, the Cokies. That's that's really cool. That just as far as merchandise goes, man, you could sell a lot of that. And they like, have apparently. Oh, I bet they have. That's that that I, I would uh, if you could get like a cart and go to the Puerto Rican Day Parade in New York City. Forget about it. Yeah, that's you you would you would sell a ton of that stuff. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay, so those that's that's there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of we stuff. Should, there's a lot of stuff that happened in the past year. Yeah, from, from up and up until today, all of this stuff has happened. I want to look ahead a little bit into my magical crystal ball. Ah, the magical crystal ball of Dustin. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you got to find a crystal ball, or maybe it's just I, a magical <laughs> bottle of bourbon. Uh, hey, it's, now it's, we're down. Yeah. We're talking. That's better. <laughs> um. So so let's let's look ahead, right? The NARL, they promoted the start of the season, May 21st. Still, at, to all accounts, still happening. Uh, we, we, we want to... Fingers we want crossed. To see, yeah, we wait to see further announcements regarding the tickets, regarding broadcasts, last team, etc. Like people just, you know, they want to hear. And like I said, I think it's, it's happening. You know, what's, as far as everybody, everybody is moving forward, nothing is said Just want to know what's going on. Yeah, I just want to know. Um, we hear rumors and whispers that things are yeah. imminent. Like that's I've, the there's so many there's whispers here. Oh. People people outside of the league have posted on social media, and then got chastised, and they've been talking about stuff. And so we're trying to say like, here's what's happening, right? Yeah. And just we just they're just going to wait an official statement, right? So I've reached out to Ricky Wilby of the NARL, and we are working out the details to have a uh, live Q and A in a few weeks. Um, very interesting. Very busy, and he has indicated to me that he he will do it. He will come All on the right. podcast. Okay. Have a conversation with us. I'm uh, excited. I'm going to have people send in the questions, you know, or or at least write them to me live. So we'll maybe do a, a Twitter live thing. Will we oh, do uh, you know, questions will, from, from the that audience? That will melt the internet. That will melt as for the rugby league internet. Rugby that will melt the rugby league internet. So one 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 thousandth of the internet. Um, <laughs> one one hundred thousand. <laughs> but it's the most fun one hundred one thousand. It's it's yeah, it's right. it's a fun end of the world. But but I think it'll be good, right? Oh, absolutely. No, that'll be massively. Yeah, that'll be really yeah. good. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing. Okay. No, no, no. I'm just gonna say. I mean, that's really like what we were saying. It's what people, people want. just want communication. Yeah. People just want to know what's going on. Yeah, I, I totally agree, and I think he understands that too. For my conversation with him, like he knows, he's like, "Yep, we got a and like kind of a kind of a mea culpa type of thing." So, uh, what, what, <laughs> what happens with that? Uh, the other the other thing that uh, you know we don't have any further details regarding the USARL or California domestic competitions, mm. right? So we don't have we don't know if California is actually playing in the summertime. We don't know what's happening with the USARL, of course, with the new with Drew becoming the new yeah. uh, director over there and you know many we questions hope, we hope like we same with the nil we have yeah. lots of questions we come want on you to down. come on tom drew if you're listening which i know you probably are question mark uh you know we want to we want to talk to you in the coming weeks we, we, see we, need, we need to you need to have a button you push where we get the uh, prices right music come on down come on down please come talk to us so so that's something to look forward to right absolutely we we talked about the USA Women's. That's ho- hopefully that happens, and we can look forward to that. Fingers crossed. We look forward to just growing, like watching rugby league. I you know I know that you know Super League just started, and NAR and the NRL just started as well. So that's or they're starting this week, next week, depending mm. on the floods down there. And by the way, if you are listening, oh, man. we are paying attention. Uh, we are man. Be careful. Uh, be careful. Hopefully everybody's safe. That's heavenly that's Lord. Yeah. Right. That's so, wild down there. And the final thing that I have to look forward to in 2022 is the 2021 rugby. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, COVID. COVID yeah. just ruined everything, man. Terrible. But Damn. yes, at least at least it's. I'm glad it's happening. I understand. I I was not thrilled with the fact that the that the Australians pulled out and they had to postpone it one year because there was going to be the, now and it's going to. And yeah, I mean, that really, I, I understand the reasoning, but you know, they yeah. did have clear air, but uh, it is good. They've gotten a lot of, they're, they're getting a lot of support from the BBC and like a ton of games are going to be on. So that's good. Um, but yeah, no, that's definitely something to look forward to. Yeah. I think that that's something that is, it's going to be pretty important. Um, and then, you know, of course with the world cup uh, on the men's side, 
Uh, only one team from the Americas is headed to England, and that's uh, our boys down in Jamaica. Jamaica. So that's awesome. Uh, for the women's tournament, we're send- the Americas are sending Brazil and Canada. Brazil, first match, they get England right off the bat. So that's... Oh. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to, you know, you, you to beat the best, to be the best, you got to beat the best, I guess. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's... And of course, in, in wheel and rugby league world cup of wheelchair, the U S is the representative. Ooh, US. Come on. Juan Yasso. Let's go, buddy. That's, that's, I'm very excited about that. At least we're there in some, at least the U S is there in some, in some form. Yeah. Right. Uh, at least somehow. And then, uh, and then hopefully, yeah, it's going to be cool. I mean, I'm glad they're, I'm glad they finally, you know, they got it off the ground and, and everybody's agreed to, to come and, and, uh, and play, which is cool. And, and the Jamaican team is a great story. I mean, that, that whole, it, it's, it's, I mean, it would be great if they had like a cool runnings movie. You could make a, I'd like to see him win one. Oh yeah. Oh, that'll be huge. I mean, if they can huge. tap into even a tiny bit of the Jamaican community in England, that'll be, I mean, and in Britain as a whole, if they can tap into just a, even a little bit of that support, that would be wild. I mean, there's yeah. a huge Jamaican expat, you know, and Jamaican heritage community in, in Britain. Yeah. Um, sure. That would be massive. Massive. Oh, massive. Man. Look at that. We're sitting here. That's See, a, that. uh, we're re- been recording for 59 minutes. Oh hey, man. It's we like, did we're, it. it's like we're professionals. Jimmy, like, <laughs> uh, this, this is officially, officially, um, the 200th episode of Rugby League in America. Did you know that? Oh, no, I did not. How crazy oh, is that, that. That, that the 200th episode is, uh, a bit, well, I don't want to say a bit of the new guard, but some new guard. Yeah, but, a little bit. Uh, That's good. Growth. Nate? Growth. Nate's still going to be around. He's, that dude's yeah. busy. You're not get out, man. I tell you oh, what. Oh, man. That That's, we. Burns the midnight of- oil. Captain America out there, right? Um, there you go. That's a real Captain he's, he's America riding riding through the countryside in the night in the hood, man. I don't know where 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 <laughs> Nate is, man. Where, where did Nate go? Yeah, it's, exactly. He's everywhere. I just well, you get I, like random messages from him at three in the morning, like, "Ah, oh, it's Nate. Ah, hey, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> what's up?" That's funny. Uh, any 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 closing thoughts from you before I? Uh, oh, I've oh, I have many. I have another hour of closing thoughts. Why don't you just sit back? No, you I'm don't time. You guys um, have a good night. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, thank you very much, everybody. Oh, drive safe. No, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm, I'm uh, I I try not to be. I, I like like Dustin said. You know, I'm from New England. We're a little cynical up here, <laughs> but I just I want to see stuff happen. I'm very excited about stuff happening. Uh, I'm a big fan of this sport. I think it's got a huge amount of potential in the U.S. Everyone I've ever shown uh, the sport has loved it. I had a huge party at my house to watch the Denver game, and I had about forty people at my house, and they're all never seen any kind of rugby before in their lives, and they were jacked. But like twenty minutes into it, they were jacked. So yeah. there's a huge. I mean, it, it's it's not going to be the NFL. It's not going to be baseball. Or, you know, it's going to be a long time before we get there. But if you can even tap into two percent of of the U.S. sports fandom, I mean, that, I think that would change. That would be a game changer. You know, yep. worldwide, you know, you, you tap into the U.S. player base, you start seeing Americans, you start getting guys who played for SEC schools or any kind of power five conference and they start playing overseas. I mean, that's going to that's going to bring a lot of attention to to the NR to I, I, I got to remember it's NRL, not NARL. Got to work on that. And then Super League, you know, that's going to bring them attention. So there's 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 a lot of hope. I have much hope for what for the future. Yeah. Way to be an optimist, just like me. I, see, I, see, I, see, I see the hope as I well. I can do it. I know. I, I got faith in you, man. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, right? Okay, here we go. It's our, it's our first. It's not 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 too bad for our first show together. I think that's pretty good. We've done quite well. Could have been worse. It certainly could have been worse. Probably could have been better too. Yeah, always. <laughs> there's always room for improvement. Hey, I mean, but but we did give it a go. Uh, we did. 2022 is shaping up to be. I'm going to call it, it's going to be a pivotal year for rugby league in oh, America. Probably. The, absolutely. I mean, one of the biggest it, that we've ever had. We'll call it, ever been. We'll call it a make or break year. Okay. And, and I, I know there are lots of you out there listening and, you know, uh, overseas who are uh, very anxious and curious <laughs> to see what happens. Uh, there, oh, are, I, there are, there are lots here in the U S who are very anxious and curious to see what mm-hmm. happens. The best you can do, I think is to introduce your friends whether they're union players, whether they're football players, whether they're lacrosse players, it doesn't matter. Introduce them to a little bit of rugby league. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say this, and I'll probably catch a little flack for it on social media, uh, is that I, I think the time of uh, fighting with the union guys, at least in the U.S., I know that there's a difference with history in Britain and in, in the U.K., 
and in Australia about the difference between union and league. I totally understand that history. I've read the books. Um, but I think in the U S there's not that there's, there's the baggage isn't much, there. No, there's no baggage. There's the not baggage isn't there. It's a, it's a clean slate. We, we don't, we don't have the history of, and I've, mm-hmm. I've explained this to so many people on the internet. We, we don't, the, the people that brought me to my first, rugby league game in america were were rugby union players i mean there really isn't there isn't the baggage and there's not the uh our sports culture is just not one where sports fight each other it's just not part of it no and so i think you know from from my standpoint i think it's time to drop that and you know play nice with some of the rugby league i mean rugby union excuse me because i think rugby union mlr for all you know as much as people may hate it you know, overseas and say, well, union is boring, but they've done in the U S they've done a hell of a job in five years. And yeah, I mean, and that, that's gone from, bit, yeah, that's gone from, from zero to 60. Yeah. Right. I mean, they, 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 they circumvented the, 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 um, the governing body, which was their governing body. That you, Good Lord. USIR is a mess. They went around them. They found private capital. They started brand new teams. You know, it, it's, it's, yeah, it really went from zero to 60. Well, the, the teams that they started were long, had been around for years in rugby union in most of those locations. So like you had, you had a little bit of a history of rugby union teams in each city. Like Austin was the Austin Huns, which had been around for right. and then you know, mutated, And then right. they, everybody kind of morphs into their but, own new teams. Right. But you, you, they didn't take like, like in New York, it's, it's, it's not like, it's not New York old blue and it's not no. the New York athletic club. It's, it's a new club on it's top of that. New, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then but like yeah. here in New England, it's the free Jacks and it's not like Boston rugby or, or the Boston Irish Wolfhounds. Big shout out to the Irish Wolfhounds. I love those guys. Um, so yeah, you're, you're, you're building on something that was there, but it, it wasn't, you didn't take the existing clubs and yeah. well, do that. Hopefully, it yeah, it worked. They're working and, and we can, we can be friends. So that's, that's my thought. So we'll, we'll continue to, you can hate me. Hey, if you want to follow us on the social medias, Hey, Jimmy, what's your, uh, which, what's your little tag? Which you there, should. Oh, everybody come on down. It's, uh, uh, it's bereft of the dial. All one word bereft of the dial. It's a, if you're a, if you're a fan of the replacements, it's a joke on a replacement song. I used to do a music podcast called that. I do a music podcast now, uh, mixcloud.com slash Friday night music party. Come on down. Come on. Um, it's Friday night. We're going to have a music it's party. It's Friday night. It's we're yeah, we're going to be on Twitch in a little bit. So that's, uh, that's, that's me. Come on down folks. I am the man or a man with the mic, which is what I have. That's what I'm talking to one right now. Man with the mic. Uh, you can probably follow us because the chasing kangaroos guys do. And hey. Lee Gliden does, and hey, yeah. League in America podcast, which this is. They follow us too. Hey, we appreciate it. Thanks, thanks, Jim. Appreciate it, man. This hey, thanks for it, Justin. This is great, man. I'm looking forward to more. This is gonna be great to meet back up and do it again sometime soon. My, that is Jim Powers. I am Dustin Zare. I really appreciate you guys joining in. Until next time, this is Rugby League in America.